Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today were the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. All right. So welcome, welcome. to Cinema welcome, Slaughter. Welcome. I'm Omar Tia. And I am Leonard the Man Bucciolato. Yes, you are. So it's a pleasure. It is. So, uh, yeah, we watched a few movies, so we might talk about a few of them here. Well, 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 look who's here. My son. <gasps> this guy. It's in my uh, in my jacket pocket. Take the dog with you. Take my money, please. Take my money. Take your money. Gladly. (laughs) (laughs) All the mad bullion. Yes. Mucho dinero. Oh, so I know I mentioned this before. Where is it? Let's see. I have a bunch of these books I wanted to show off. And now I completely forgot where the heck I put them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're really flying by the seat of our pants. This is a real professional show we got here, folks. It is. We run a tight program here, kids. Uh, But we have fun, don't we? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll mention it another time, but um, <laughs> why the maybe not? Maybe we'll do it now. So right, do it now, do it live. We're I don't know if live. you can even see this. No, I just see a, uh, a half naked <laughs> woman, <laughs> a vampire, oh maybe. Oh sort man, of, it's tough. Yeah. So, this is a series of books by um, this small press. And um, they're awesome. It's called Sex and Horror. Um, I went to a horror convention. Favorite subject. Me too. Sex and Horror. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with both of them. So this is right up my alley. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was at a horror convention um, about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Back when we could still meet in public with um, hundreds and hundreds of people and not have to worry about... You know, getting sick or whatever. Um, those days. So a buddy of mine, we saw these books out there and he actually bought me volume two. Mm-hmm. I didn't see volume one out on the floor, you know, on this on the table rather. Um, and so I got volume two and then I was like, well, you know, I'm obsessed with this now. The, the artwork is lurid and mm. it's amazingly well done. So just were um, these were printed by these italian illustrators in the 60s and 70s oh those crazy italians yes and um so the first one i think was um um emmanuel taglietti i think that's his last name and the other one was um alessandro bifignandi was the first two volumes so i got volume one because i really loved volume two so much and then it blew up and became super hard to get where uh, I think volume one or volume two, um, you know, you could pick it up for like 35 bucks and then they went crazy because they sold out and people were, people fell in love with these, with these, um, you know, 
they're a compilation. It shows you all of these different artworks. It tells you what magazines they were first published in and when. Um, and it's now like going for 350 bucks. Oh, damn. How much you got it for? I got it for like 32 bucks on Amazon. Oh, wow. That's so, quite an investment. Yeah, it was awesome. And, I'm, you know, I always like when stuff like that, like um, when it comes to records, too, I picked up because I'm a Lord of the Rings fanatic, not just movie wise, but that, too. But I, I'm obsessed with the books and everything and the mythology of it. Um, mm. So when, because I love records, I picked up, you know, the Lord of the Rings box sets that they released four years ago or three years ago. And they released all three of the movie soundtracks and each um, box set. It's a, it's amazing. It looks like a book, uh, but yeah. obviously oversized. They have each one comes with a section of the Middle Earth map, so mm -hmm. all three volumes, and each one is is has a different color. So the Fellowship is red, then you know one is blue, yeah. uh, and yeah. one is green, and each um, box set has five LPs in it, um, and the Fellowship of the Ring blew up. So I paid like 90 bucks or $95 for, for the first one. And now yeah. it's going for 1200 bucks. Oh, wow. It's that's crazy a, expensive. That's, that's some uh, serious. That's, that's some crypto stuff going on there, man. That's a, <laughs> more than Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. so I'm a, I love it when stuff like that happens and I don't really collect most of these things to sell them. The few comic yeah. books that I have, maybe I would sell them down the road. But um, so for the most part, I just like having these things. But when I saw them at this horror convention, I was like, oh man, I need this. And so they yeah. just released volume four and mm -hmm. it's, um, oh man, I wish, I wish I could, I, this room is, is probably cluttered with all my stuff. But if I, if I turn, turn off my backdrop, you would, you would be able to see it, but maybe another time. Um, yeah. anyway, so it's sex and horror. You can, you can get them online on Amazon right now. Um, cover price for most of, most of them. I think they did a repress of volume two. Um, but I highly recommend you checking them out. They're really cool. You know, when we get a chance, Omar, I'll, I'll FaceTime you and I'll flip through some of these books. You'll, you'll really appreciate them. Yeah, definitely. But for man. anyone who loves artwork and loves the subject matter of sex and horror, you'll see these lurid, um, you know, illustrations of women in distress, um, you know, being chased by monsters or maniacs. Um, it's, they're just really cool. And some of them is like and bikers and, you know, it's like typical sci-fi and genre um, moments. Um, some of the women themselves are, aren't the damsels in distress. They're the, the villain as well, but they're just really cool the way it's done. There's a lot of BD and S and M and stuff like that. So I'm sure it'll piss people off, which is great for me. You know, anything, anytime you get a chance to enjoy artwork and use a, your middle finger to the crowds, it's always a fun time. Exactly. Anyway, um, so yeah, check it out. Sex and Horror Volume 4 is the newest volume that just came out, but I think everybody would really enjoy this. Are so the pages that. extra glossy? They are, and you can you can wipe them off easily with a paper towel, if you know what I'm saying. That's that's important, yeah. Yeah, especially the, for the you. Tears, the tears, yeah. <laughs> the tears. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Anywho. so we are um, 
pleasantly surprised at this recent movie that popped up. And when I saw it online, I was like, Omar, you got to check this out. Or maybe you saw it and you told me I had to check it out. Whatever no, the I case just, may be. I, I, I did see it a while ago, like the trailer. But then when you said, let's, you know, cover it, I was like, all right, I remember that. And um, yeah, like at first I was kind of like, eh, I'm not that, you know, but then upon viewing, I was like, you know what? I actually enjoyed this a lot. I did too. And you know, the director, um, what's his name? Carnahan, Joe Carnahan. He did yeah. the gray, uh, with, mm. um, Liam, uh, Liam Nielsen. Is that who it is? No. Neeson. Was it? Le- yeah. Liam Neeson. I'm sorry. A brain part. Oh, so, um, yeah, the gray and is he that the did one with the wolves. Yes. I never saw it. I saw the trailer though. Oh yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. It wasn't like mm. the greatest, but it was fun. I liked yeah. it. So, um, yeah. but he did a bunch of, um, a bunch of movies and, um, you know, the gray was probably, I think he did smoke and aces. He did the a team movie that came out a few years back. Yeah. Which, you know, eh, you know, throwaway films, but this one yeah. is probably, um, the least throwaway of the movies that he's directed. Um, Frank Grillo. I'm not sure. He's yeah. the kind of guy who's in a ton of movies and mm-hmm. you know, you probably don't really know him by name, but you recognize him. You'll see his face. This guy is he's in his 50s. He's ripped to shit. This guy, he looks like he's yeah, like dude, a guy half his ridiculous. age. He's he's exactly. insane. It's ridiculous. Like I was looking at him like I, I, I think I'd like literally just kill you know an entire family to have a, <laughs> a, a a build like that i mean it's ridiculous i know <laughs> it's ridiculous i'm like it's just unfair man yeah well some people have just um, got natural talents with this guy frank grillo yeah. i mean he's been in uh the purge anarchy captain america winter soldier the gray yeah. i mean he's been in a bunch of marvel movies um that i can look through now but um yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Zero Dark Thirty, End of Watch, uh, The Gray. I'm trying to see what else he was. He was in the Mother's Day movie. Um, and he's been on TV shows, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, Blue Blood, uh, yeah. CSI, New York. So the guy has done a ton of work. He's a he's a native New Yorker. And uh, so this guy, Frank Grillo, he plays this character in this movie, Boss Level. And let me give you the description. And it's pretty bare bones. A retired special forces officer is trapped in a never ending time loop on the day of his death. And that's that's the IMDB description of this film. And that's it. And it's it's a simple premise similar to um, it's Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day minus the uh, paramilitary and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) there's a there's a lot of violence in this movie but it's really you know he's playing this character that's you know trapped in a loop and um his ex-wife is a scientist and she's the one who puts him in the loop because she realizes that you know she's in danger and their their kids in danger and you know so he is this kind of guy who's you know, too busy to do other things. He's doing other things. He's hanging out with his friends. You know, he was in the military. Like I said, he's special forces. And so he's, he's fucked up his relationships. 
And he's kind of not necessarily a deadbeat dad, but he's trying to get back into his ex's graces. And he's trying to figure out how he can become a better dad. And when this happens, he meets with his ex-wife and they're talking at the lab that she works in. And, she, you know, he realizes there's something fishy going on with the, you know, the um, the bodyguard here. I forget. What's yeah. the character? What's the actor's name who played that guy? Oh, uh, Will Sasso. Who, Will who, Sasso. Man, I as soon as I saw him, I'm like, like, I literally for a second thought I'm like, damn, it looks like Alex Jones. Like, it, it was just weird, man. <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I try not to mention that guy's name. But uh, Will Sasso, of all people, plays a bad guy in this, and he does a pretty damn good job. And yeah. uh, Naomi Watts is the wife, and Mel Gibson, of all people, plays Colonel Clive Venter, who's the heavy. He's the bad, you know, the, the main yeah. boss. Yeah, there's and like an all-star cast, man. It really I mean, was. There's a ton of yeah. there's a ton of people yeah. in this that you know. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh is in this. Michelle Let me Yeoh, see if exactly. I can um, see if I, I can see if anybody else has a big name in this. But you know what? You'll a lot of the people in here are like, oh, that guy or her. You know, you. Yep. There was an all-star cast of of kind of like uh, second place actors, but. Um, they all did a great job. It was a lot of fun. And I'm sorry if this is like in my face, but I'm trying to bring my mic up because it's been recording poorly lately. So anyway, I digress. Um, well, the, the less they see of our faces, the better, you know, well, that's true. We have a face audience, for radio, you know? right. You know, so mm -hmm, exactly. maybe that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so there's a ton of action in this and like any good uh, ripoff of, um, you know, that premise of reliving the same day again and again, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you start off where you really are trying to get through this day and beat the odds that are stacked against you in the hopes that, you know, at one point or uh, in this timeline, you'll, you're going to find the secret sauce and make it, you know, through, you're going to fight through and get to, you know, the, the next day. Um, and then at some point, you know, the ennui of, you know, of the situation of reliving this day again and again, it just, it becomes weary and it, and it weighs on you until that epiphany happens. You know, you have that moment of clarity where you realize I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat the odds. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get to the end of this boss level. I'm going to beat the boss and move up. So and it's um, like in this movie, actually, he introduces it because he's already stuck in the cycle. He's been living through it, you know, a hundred times or whatever. And, you know, keeps repeating himself, all these assassins coming to get him. And, and, uh, you know, he says he just can't, he just can't get past a certain level, you know? So it's a whole play on video games, which I guess was sort of maybe done with, uh, what was that uh, Tom Cruise movie? Uh, edge of, uh, was oh, of something yeah uh but it also had like a bit of a gamer type thing but um you know here i think they played even more because his son is into video games and so there's a know, heavy they, they, heavy nod it. to like you know old school gaming 8-bit yeah, exactly. gaming 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so the kid is is really on point when it comes to, you know, he's at a gaming convention so that mm-hmm. there's a nod to the gaming quality of this. But it does start off in media and media res. And so it's in the middle of, you know, him already weary from, you know, day 40 yeah. or whatever it is that he's just right. like, I'm living this again and again. And so he's got to beat, you know, a guy with a hatchet trying to kill him this girl that he's in bed with she takes off and that later on will come back where he realizes that she was a plant and she was the right. one who kind of put the bug he's got a, a tracking device that's how they know where yeah. he is so slowly but surely he overcomes a lot of the things you know the cards again are stacked against him so um i really enjoyed this yep. movie i thought i thought yeah. the everything about it was fun i mean i'm already a sucker for you know, Groundhog's Day. I'm, I I love that movie. Oh yeah, it's classic. Um, yeah, Bill Murray is genius in that, and it's a yeah. fun movie. But I I love the premise of it as well, and when it's right. done in a great way, and it gives you characters that you really want to see succeed, it, it right. puts you in it puts you in a good spot to have a, a you know great fun. I mean, let's face it, it's not um, an Academy Award winning film. But that's not why you're watching this movie. You're watching it because it's an action movie. It's got sci-fi elements. There's a lot of uh, martial martial arts in this, although a little heavy handed in terms like we discussed where, (laughs) you know, if you have an automatic weapon and that person is running across the room at you, that person with the sword in their hand running at you doesn't really stand a chance. I know. I don't care how athletic they are. I don't care how great a swordsman (laughs) they are. They're not going to live. It ain't They're happening. not living. You know? They're not. It's, exactly. It's not going to happen. And but, this guy himself is an expert in, you know, I mean, he's he's a military guy. You know, Grillo's character is a military guy. And he, he is. can't hone in on a, on a target and, and, and shoot her. And, you know, she's jumping off walls. You know, that ain't going to stop no bullets. So, well, but I think you know, they're trying they're trying to show, you know, her skills as a, right. you know, a sword fighter. You know, they're trying to say, like, yeah. she's so fucking amazing that yeah, the special yeah, yeah. forces guy can't even hit her you know right right um right. which you know i get the conceit but it's it's really yeah. just heavy-handed and kind of corny yeah um, but altogether you know i mean the, the nature of the movie is just these exaggerated you know action sequences and you know they're, they're driving around doing crazy things with cars and you know is so, a helicopter. He jumps. He uh, leaps yeah, yeah. off of his balcony and and lands on the uh, the forks of the helicopter, and then flips right, in, right. kills the guy with the M sixty, and yep. and then and takes the helicopter for a ride. You know, it's it was, uh, yeah. There's I mean, a it's little, crazy, yeah, yeah. But it's but, it's just fun. You have to you take it in. I mean that this is that type of movie, you know, and yeah. uh, and I was fine with it, you know. Um, it's funny because there are some movies that I don't, I, I can't let it go. Like where it just gets too crazy. Uh, but this one, I don't know that there's something, uh, something about the, uh, certain, uh, execution of movies where, um, that, uh, that sense of un- unrealism, if you will, is acceptable, <clears throat> but in other movies it's not. And, and, and I'm still trying to figure out why, you know? 
I agree with you. There are times where like we'll see we can see a movie and we're unforgiving when it comes to certain elements. And you you just like, you know what, that they, they really fucked this up and and you you but then there are those moments in time, like a movie like this, where there's so many things that you could poke holes in with the, with right. this movie itself. But there's it's just executed in such a way, and the, and it has such great acting in it too. Where you know, for what they're doing, the characters are fun, and you want to see yes. you know you want to see Roy succeed. You want to see him get with um you know his son because he's trying to be a good dad, and so movies like that pull at your heartstrings for me too, because I'm, I'm right. that kind of dad. I'm a softy. So, um, you know, I think it has those elements where you feel like, Hey, you know, Roy got, got a bum deal over here and you want to see him pull, pull it out. Like against all odds, there's like 40 assassins coming after him. Right. And and it's just like wave after wave after wave. Um, but it's still it manages to, you know, to kind of keep uh, its tongue firmly planted in its cheek and does it where the action is so much fun that you just can't you just can't wait. Like, it's like, oh, man, I wish they would have a sequel on this, you know, just yeah. to see what happens, because the ending itself lends itself to a sequel. Right, right, right. Um, Which I kind of, I, I mean, it, it would require a lot of work, in my opinion, for it to be a really good sequel. Um, you know, I, I kind of like it as a standalone movie, but oh, yeah, you know, I can, too. if they could pull it off, then by all means, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. open to, you know, uh, I, you know, sometimes that it works where they, they're just able to put the hard work and have a great script and you know everything works where it just it's you know you have an excellent sequel and that does yeah. happen sometimes yeah um, absolutely but uh yeah i think you're right i mean it, even though they just because they can doesn't mean they should um right. but like i said the acting was really i think i thought they all held their own and for what this movie was worth it's a solid watch I, I say go ahead and check it out immediately. I, I give it a, a four out of five. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I give it the same four out of five. I thought it was uh, it is just a really enjoyable kind of, you know, popcorn flick type of type of movie. You know, if, if we had different circumstances, we'd go see it in the movie theater. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. This is definitely this a is popcorn one I would want to see. Absolutely. Just a very fun movie. Um, and and it's good because it, like the writing is good because they focus in on a lot of the family, you know, with with that. He's such a crappy father, but he's looking to redeem himself. And, mm -hmm. you know, not to, it's it's um, stuff that's been done before, but, you know, it's still it, done it, very well in a fun it's, way. It's not going to get any points for originality. Exactly. Exactly. But that's that's really not what it's. I mean, it wears its influences on its sleeve. You know, it's absolutely. It, it does what it's shooting for. It gets right and does it a hundred percent. Like you're all in on this, and uh, right. you know, like, there's no stopping the characters. Even the villains have these oddball personalities that make them fun. Like yes, one of these villains has a pistol that's so fancy, it's an automatic, right? And uh, and then he takes the you know the pistol out of her hand and and takes a look at it because she spent like 
half a million dollars on this pistol. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why would you spend that much money? She's like, so he takes the pistol in in the uh, the hand grip of this pistol engraved in in this uh, mother of pearl handle is the name Hitler. (laughs) And he's like, Hitler, what the fuck? She's like, yeah, it was Adolf Hitler's pistol. And she had it tweaked and put the silencer on it and everything else. So she spent uh, like a half a million dollars, like just an ungodly amount of money. And he ends up killing her with it, which is just perfect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then just like tosses it away. He's like, who the fuck would want Hitler's pistol? You know, but uh, it was just funny and how he does it. Exactly. It's stuff like that. It's those little details like that. You know, like he didn't you didn't have to throw in a scene like that, but it's details like that that are kind of fun and, and crazy. And, you know, you yeah, know, or, this, you know, yeah, he realizes that he goes to the dentist and the dental hygienist for like uh, throws herself at him. And you find out in all these scenes because they're replaying back, you know, again and again and again. And then he talks about before the day that he was reliving, he meets up with this uh, hygienist. And that's when he realizes, holy shit, they put an implant. That's where the tracker is. And so he's mm-hmm. in the bathroom and he's tearing fucking teeth out of his mouth to try and get to the tracker. Try to find the right one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but he realizes he's going to he's going to relive this day again. So yeah, he's going to yeah, have yeah, to yeah. do it. So eventually yep. he finds the right one and pulls that one out, you know, but it's like yeah. all of these like how he learns how to become a really like a master swordsmith. He's like he really yeah. like 60, 60 days or whatever the hell it was. Uh, and, you know, each day he learns a little yep, bit yep. more, you know. So he like trains for eight hours, but, you know, times 60 days and he becomes this badass, you know, um, sword fighter. And that's how he's able to defeat the, you know, the the assassin with the sword on it. I forget her name, but she's like she cuts his head off at every turn and she's like, I am so and so. I have done this, you know, yeah, yeah, every yeah, time yeah, she yeah. cuts his head off and I'm like, oh, and then he gets her with it and he says, I am Roy and Roy has done this and he finally kills her. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's weird to see. um, What's his name? Mel Gibson in a movie where he's no longer in top, you know, top billing. And right. uh, he's done this in a, in a few films recently, but I think sometimes with him, less is more. Right. Because he's, he's fun in these roles. But if he if he was like the main character in this movie, um, I don't know. I don't think you it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't yeah. have worked. And plus, yeah. he's getting older now, too. So, you know, you got to kind of yeah, put that off to the side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. not going to work. You know, Gr- uh, Grillo, you know, he's in his 50s, but the guy looks great. I mean, he, you know, he looks 10 yeah. years younger than he, he's 56 you know, but the guy's got the build of a, of a 30 year old i know it's ridiculous and he's so jacked. He's definitely, yeah he's definitely able to pull it off you know he does and, pull it uh, off he is yeah. believable and yeah. i'm sure he's done like tons Absolutely. of stunt work and stuff like that where i feel like you know this guy's yeah. this guy is at home doing the yep. things that he's doing and i'm sure he did most of his stunts too yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, he was really good. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, well, I got to go back to some of these other movies and see what he's done before, you know? And uh, but uh, it's funny because we might, I forget where I was, I was watching TV or something, and it was a uh, cop drama, and Grillo's in it. And I'm like, holy Christ, what movie was, this? what movie is this? It was, um, 
uh, and just out of left field. So I'm gonna I'll check and I'll let you know what movie it was. But okay. yeah, this I, I'm excited about this movie because I'd like to see more of these types of movies, not necessarily um, you know with this premise, but you know um, more of this over the top action and sci fi together in, in you know in one. Um, definitely solid. I'm I'm into it so. Definitely. Yeah. Again, you know, as long as the execution is good, uh, you, you know, I'm all for it. Ideas, you know, it, it, you know, obviously it's, it's not, you know, the most original idea, but, it, but it was the, executed really, really well, in my opinion, mm -hmm. just, just fun again, like you said, where's its influence on its sleeve and, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Definitely. So anyway, that's it. It's just we wanted to talk about that. You have anything else you want to bring up? No, no. I think uh, I think we're good. I mean, for now, you know, until we we got some other some, stuff in the new. works. Uh, we have yeah. a friend of ours that we. Um, her name is Tina, um, the Dark Queen. She's on Instagram, and uh, we're looking forward to having her on the show very soon and interviewing her. Her, her artwork is um, just incredible. Awesome. Absolutely She's, awesome. She's got a really cool uh, vibe about her. There's uh, her work that she does is like she takes her photography very seriously and then photoshops um, these scenes of just like atmospheric. They're very creepy with a dark feminist aspect to it. And she really just nails the subject matter time and time again. Um, yeah. So so just, you know, very uh, intense and um, and very dark. And so and polished, uh, very polished, like very yeah, professional. Yeah. She is amazing. So yeah. uh, we hope to have her on soon. And uh, yeah, she's really, really cool. Very talented. And uh, so keep an eye and ear open for that. So we uh, look forward to, uh, you know, shout, giving her a big shout out and uh, getting some traffic to her site, because I think more and more people need to recognize her for you know the talent that she is. Definitely. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, this is another episode of Cinema Slaughter in the can. And uh, well, not necessarily in the can, but I mean, if you like it, that like that in the can, you know, uh, you know, some people are into that. That's fine. I mean, you know, I'm not, we I'm not be, averse we gotta to be respectful. We gotta throwing be respectful. it in the can. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, folks. Anyway. Yeah. That's all she wrote. Have a good one. That is. Deuces. Peace out.